Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to another episode of So I So I Married a Horror Fan. It's fucking October, mate. It is. What the fuck? I know. What the fuck? Why? I know. Why is it October? Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure. I think that's just how time works. I I think. Hello, by the way. I'm Simon. I'm Lee. I think it feels weird because for a little inside baseball, we uh recorded all of our September episodes at the like in the last two weeks of August yes so we've not actually recorded an episode of the podcast since August and now it's October and that just breaks my brain a little bit um which kind of leads me on to something I wanted to talk about very very briefly before we get into this lovely episode of Simon and Horror Fan uh you guys may have noticed we've been a little bit quiet on social media recently um We've just had so much going on. I've been so freaking busy. Um, I've had some health stuff going on and some personal stuff, which I won't get into. I've been on a holiday. Uh, but like, yeah, ah. we, we had a whole bunch of stuff going on, which is why we pre-recorded all of September's episodes early, because we knew that the last few weeks were probably going to be a bit of a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we've just not been as active on social media as we have been recently, but we are still here. Um, obviously we're going to be recording October's episodes now. I think we're going to be back to recording more regularly. Um, just want to say a big thank you to everybody who reached out on social media because we put something out about my health issues and to everyone who's still been listening to the podcast. You know, it's, it's greatly appreciated. Um, I can't wait because we are recording this on Saturday. This episode goes out on Monday. I'm a seesaw X tomorrow. So I can't wait to get into that with some of you folks online. Um, but we should probably tell people what we're covering this month. We are covering the Universal Monsties. Mm-hmm. We are doing it. We're going all the way back in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be a fun month for the spooky season. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about okay. this month. We're going to be covering a lot of stuff. Sure. But yeah, uh, what are we covering today? Today we are covering the 1954, I was going to say four, calm down, classic... Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, boy! Also, we skipped over how my September was. We talked about your September. My September was... I went on holiday. I bought a hamster. Yeah. Anyone who follows me on Instagram will know both of those facts already. Mm-hmm. I'm just out here hugging my Mario pillow. Yes, I know. Simon so bought a bunch of pillows. So we have a new Mario pillow. We have a Spooky Sonic pillow Yeah, the now. Spooky Sonic one's cool. It's got pumpkins and Sonic and Shadow on it. Yeah. And it says, let's get spooky. What's I say? Let's get spooky. Uh, but yeah, no, we bought a hamster. Well, I say we. I bought a hamster. Chucky Cheeks. Bucky. Chucky Cheeks. Bucky. <laughs> its name is Bucky, not Chucky Cheeks. Charles E. Cheeks. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> no, you can't rename no. it. No. Um, no. Yeah. So we've had a lot of stuff going on. I've managed to avoid all horror since we last recorded. So I've never watched a single horror film for over a month at this point. As I recall, it was a horror film. Like, no, legitimately, I don't think I've watched a horror movie. And to be fair, I've just I've I've watched Shadow and Bone through fucking nearly twice at this point. Yeah. So. I fully intended to rewatch the Saw series, and then I was like, Nah. Yeah, basically, I've seen those <laughs> movies so many times, and it's so daunting now because there's like fucking nine of them. 
Mm. And like some of them have got that guy from Gilmore Girls in them, and I have to fucking mm. sit through his shit acting, and I'm like, nah, 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 nah. Oh my god, I've just realised, and the next Fast and Furious movie comes out, we're gonna have to sit through ten movies before we go watch it. Eleven if we watch Hobbs and Shaw. Eleven, we have to watch Hobbs and Shaw. It is canon. It. <sighs> it is. It's canon. We have to watch Hobbs and Shaw. To be fair, I would take watching Hobbs and Shaw over watching eight and nine any day. Like I haven't, I haven't pitched this article to anybody. Which one is? Which one's the one where Statham fights his way through the plane with the eight. baby? I like eight just because I really enjoy that scene. Um, I haven't pitched this article to anybody yet, so I'm sure if somebody listens to this, that would just steal the Fast idea. Fast and Furious crossed over with no, but like Saw and the Fast and Furious franchises are the same franchise. Like they are, a set, and there's, I actually said this to someone the other day. I was like, both movies in the year of our Lord, twenty twenty three, both released films that were like Fast X, Saw X, and they both featured like a time jump where they were like, "Hey man, this thing was like here the whole time." Like Saw does it quite regularly. I mean, Fast and Furious is like quite regularly. Yeah. Saw's like, hey man, do you remember like, so we're on our third movie, but like secretly like two movies ago, this guy was there the whole time and look how we've put him into the frame. Although the greatest, the greatest. I do love the fact though, I've just realised you just said you wouldn't watch the nine Saw movies Mm. in the run I was watching Saw 10. We sat and watched all nine Fast and Furious movies in the run up to Fast 10. Yeah, I think I think the problem with the Saw movies is though is like I love all of the Saw movies except for one. There is only one of them that I don't like, and that is Saw Five. I think Saw Five is fucking garbage. However, the thing with the Saw movies is it's like when you it's like when you marathon any horror franchise. Like after a while, it just gets a bit much. Like. And it sounds weird to say this on a horror podcast, but if I was to sit and watch all, like, 12 uh, fucking Friday the 13th movies, I'd be like, this is a bit much. Like, this is too much. Like, I just need to, like, chill out and, like, not watch people get murdered for, like, half an hour. Whereas, like, with Fast and Furious, it's just, like, people driving cars around and being stupid. They're just driving fast. And some some of those Saw movies get really gross. However... I don't like. I think the greatest thing that the Saw movies ever did that the Fast movies didn't do because they didn't really. They've never really de-aged any of the characters or shown characters like at like they've never gone. Here's here's a fifty year old Vin Diesel playing like twenty year old Vin Diesel. But there's a moment in Saw Six where like is it Saw Six or Saw Seven? Saw Seven, I think it is, where they they do a flashback to like Jigsaw being younger. And they just put a backwards cap on him. It's just Tobin Bell, exactly the same age. Hello for the young people. Yeah, and he's just wearing a backwards cap. <laughs> it's, the, it's the funniest fucking That's shit. That's amazing. I love that. Like, it's meant to have taken place, like, a few years before. But, yeah, they're like, Tobin Bell, at whatever age he was, like, 60-odd. They just put a just fucking... Just put a backwards cap on him. Yeah, they him. just no put a backwards snapback on him. And they're like, he is Did young. Did they give him a skateboard? No, no, no. But they're like... They're like, <laughs> no, probably young people. Here's, here's younger Jigsaw. And I'm like... This is fucking brilliant. I was like, here is here is young John Kramer. Um, but yeah, it's fucking mad. Because they talked about de-aging him and Shawnee Smith in X, and then they were like, nah, bollocks to it. And I was like, fair enough. And I was like, to be fair, Tobin Bell's character is meant to have, like, stage 87 cancer or whatever the fuck it is. He's meant to be, like, dead within a month. So he's meant to look like... Stage four? 
Yeah, because I, I think in the trailer they're like, you've got a couple of months at most. So he's meant to kind of look withered and old anyway because of... Yeah, anyway, we're getting massively off topic. We are. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, creature from the back, back the lagoon. That's what we're doing, isn't it? We're talking about Henry Gilman. Henry Gilman. Uh, okay, so Creature from the Black Lagoon released in 1985, 1958. Apparently 1954. Rated, rated an A, apparently. I mean, she has A for all? Uh, yeah, I would guess so. Like, uh, the UK rated of it is a PG. Okay, casting... Oh, no, hang on, we're not done the director. You can tell it's been a while since I've had to do this, can't you? Uh, directed by Jack Arnold and written by Harry Essex. What? Arthur A. Ross, based on a story by Maurice Zim and an idea by William Allen. We really went in depth there, guys. Thanks for that. Uh, Casting-wise, we've got Richard Carlson as Dr. David Reed. Julie, Julie Adams as Kay Lawrence. I would have done the like Southern Belle accent, but I'm very bad at it, so I, I, won't, I won't make you suffer through that. Uh, Richard Denning as Dr. Mark Williams. Antonio Morano. Moreno as Carl Meyer, Nesta Pova, Pava, Piva, I don't know, as Captain Lucas, Whit Bissell as Dr. Edwin Thomas, Bernie Gozier as Z, and they were Rickow Browning as Gilman in water, and Ben Chapman as Gilman on land. <laughs> That's so funny, I love it. Stop it. Um, plot line wise, I don't know if I've got a gross box office was $275 apparently, which I don't think is correct. Uh, synopsis wise, a strange prehistoric beast lurks in the depths of the Amazonian jungle. A group of scientists try to capture the animal and bring it back to civilization for study. A bunch of men go into the jungle, do fafo with a fish, get. And do they do, in fact, find out. Sure. Although, saying that, you talk about the, the box office of the film. That probably does sound about right, because this is like 50s money. Yeah, $275. Yeah, but like, fuck it, the cinema ticket was like a penny back then. That just doesn't seem right. Mm, true. The thing is, I don't know how often they re-release these in cinemas as well, because I think a lot of these are like... Pre, and a lot of them are like pre-code movies. No, well, this wouldn't be pre-code, but like... Mm, yeah, I don't know. I thought you said 275000 No, like, $275. Yeah, I mean... That's weird. And it was filmed in 3D as well, so... Ooh, I don't know. But what, that was fucking dreadful. But what I'm saying is, I don't know if they got a spike for like 3D because I don't know if they charged more for 3D back I in the day. I have no idea. I feel like the figure is just wrong. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because wasn't this around? Uh, wasn't this around the same time that they did? What's is it? House on the Haunted Hill in 3D? Because they did one of the William Castle movies in 3D, and I can't. Look. No, wasn't it 13 Ghosts and you wore yes. the ghost glasses? Because when yeah. I remember my nan had that on black and like had that and you had the little ghost goggles. Mm-hmm. I like that scene in Freddy's Dead when she has to put on the 3D glasses to see like the whatever the fuck it is. So we are doing Universal Monsters this month. We are starting off with my boy, Henry Gilman. I've already covered all of that. Why are you saying yeah, that again? But one, no, I'm leading into a question. Okay. So, 
obviously it was inevitable mm-hmm. living with me that this was going to come up as a topic. Mm-hmm. So for anybody that's listened to our podcast, they know my feelings on Universal Monsters and the reason probably why we picked this this month. But like, what is your relationship with like the Universal Monsters I stuff? I have never in my life seen a Universal Monsters movie. Not one of them? None of that Dracula shit, Frankenstein? Nope. I've seen... Probably the closest I've come to watching anything this old is I have seen Nosferatu. Oh shit, that movie's like a hundred years old, That movie's fucking ancient. And I have seen the original Silent Frankenstein. Okay. But that neither of those are universal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have seen nothing. I don't even think the Frankenstein I saw was called Frankenstein. It's the story of Frankenstein, yeah. but it's like the it's a silent Nosferatu era style film. Oh yeah, we're getting to him. We'll be doing him in a couple Obviously. of weeks. Obviously, yeah. Um, so no, I never really interacted with the Universal monsters. I. They didn't really. I, it's never. It's never been something that's fussed me very much. Mm-hmm. The closest I've come to interacting with Universal monsters is, in fact, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I don't know, man, because we did cover Coppola's Dracula, which is like a remake of a remake of a remake of, of a, a remake, remake of a remake. It's just like an adapt- adaptation, is it? Have you seen? Have you seen? Um, Bram's, you've seen Bram, like, uh, not Bram Sogas, you've seen Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, right? The one that Bram I is. have been in the room when it has been Where on. it happened. I was in the room where it happened. That movie is hot garbage. Yeah. Um, and you've not seen, you not you didn't see, you didn't see the remake of The Wolfman, did you? Nope. But you sort of, you, I mean, like. Uh, wait, no, the one with Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. We own it on DVD. I wouldn't say Or Blu-ray. Yes. I bought it for like a quid recently. I think recently. I have seen it. Mm. And I think it was an accident. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I meant to see Wolfman. I think it was one of those... I was at, I was over like, at a friend's house where we were going to watch a film and they put it in the wrong case and we ended up watching mm. Wolfman. Can't believe we were supposed to watching it. It may have been Beowulf. Nice. That, um, or the weird CGI one with Ray Winston, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just think, well, like Wolfman was in that case instead, and we were like, "Fuck it, we'll just watch this." And I think the one that I, I guess the character, like outside of Dracula, that you've had the most exposure to be would be the Mummy, I guess. Because I have seen the Mummy. We films. covered the Stephen Summers one, the original I Stephen have, Summers one. I have seen the Mummy films, and, and I've uh, seen that horrible Tom. We Cruise watched film. that Tom Cruise one, which we will talk about a little bit later, because um, it's relevant to the to the creature situation. Um, so yeah, like, but. I guess it's one of those things, like, I I find it really interesting with the Universal Monsters because these movies are so old. And, like, a lot of them are, like, adaptations of books. Like, two of the ones that we're covering soon are, like, adaptations... Well, three of them are adaptations mm-hmm. of books. Um, some of them are, like, original stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think it's weird, though. Like, it's fascinating growing up in the generation that we grew up in where, like, I I was always aware of Universal Monsters from, like, a very young age... Um, and I was aware of like things like Frankenstein and the Wolfman and stuff like that. Um, but it's weird now to see like these legendary characters become like fucking pin badges and like Funko Pops and like, you know, weird like things on TikTok and stuff like that. And like, especially even like just just the idea of like hotel transylvania where they've been turned into like kids characters and i think that for me is like the maddest thing that there's like a generation of kids that just know like 
Frankenstein's monster because there's a t-shirt print in like fucking Primark or stuff like that mm. and they have no context for like what it actually is mm-hmm. um and I think that that is really fascinating but like um when I decided to cover this I was really really concerned like when we covered Psycho of what you were going to make of these movies and you like 60 40 proved me right like you watched it and you didn't moan about watching it but you, you... Oh, I took the piss out of it. Yeah, you did exactly what I thought you were going to do. Um, so I... So the thing is, though, is I want to be very clear, this is not specific to me watching these. Any gold era Hollywood movies, I will take the piss out of. <laughs> because there's always silly things in them that, like, just are ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, so it's not specific to these, I'll be very clear. I would have made fun of it if we were watching Casablanca or... Um, the other big one where she gets on the train. Gone with wind. That's the one. Where they get on the train at the end and he's all like, bye and shit. And she's all like, yeah, whatever. And he's all like, here's looking at you, kid. I don't know which, I think that's from Casablanca. I don't know. Starting in 2024, Liam Simon's <laughs> cruise through the Golden Age of Hollywood. The spin-off I feel, the spin-off I feel like what we need to do is we just need to sit me down to make you watch old movies and then tell people what the plot of those films was from memory. Because you know for well, my memory is shit. It would be the wildest ride. In fact, listen to early episodes. <laughs> because I forget shit that happened. And I'll go halfway through and go, Oh yeah, shit, no, this thing happened earlier as well, by the way. I think I think for me, like, the thing with, like, old Hollywood is, like, outside of all the seedy, like, creepy shit. Oh, yeah. Is how earnest everything is. Like everybody's taking everything so fucking seriously. The thing is, it's what I do love as well, is everyone talks about the golden era of Hollywood. It's something I look back on really fondly. And I'm not going to lie, the acting was dreadful. Yeah, like... (sighs) Like, I don't know what this draw of the golden era of Hollywood is, because it was seedy as fuck. No one was Treadwell. I think... The thing is, like, this is this is a conversation that a lot of people have when they talk about like Hollywood now. Is nobody talks about actors anymore, and I think I think the foundations of Hollywood were built on actors and film stars. And like, you talk about you, what I'm saying is, you like a film was successful because of who was in it back in the day, rather than what the film was. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think nowadays, like characters and IPs and content are put over like who's in it. Like people will go and see like. Avengers 72 despite who's in it because they like the characters and they like the story and like they like see? nobody like nobody's gonna see a fucking Scarlett Johansson movie for Scarlett Johansson you know what I mean see? Like, well that's because no one really likes Scarlett Johansson that much she was a bad I, example I but. agree and disagree to a degree like I will go see a Marvel movie because it's a Marvel movie I love a Marvel film they're getting stupid at this point. I'll still continue to go see them. I'll go see a Fast and Furious movie because it's a Fast and Furious movie and I like them. But also, I will sit through a film that I generally would never watch. I yeah. watched the show recently. It was, a, it was a film that I would have never watched purely because mm-hmm. Tom Burke was yeah. in it. Uh, Third Star, which is now one of my all-time yeah. favourite movies, I watched because it had J.J. Field, Benedict Cumberbatch mm-hmm. and Tom Burke. Do you know what I mean? It's like there yeah. are certain actors who like... I will watch basically anything tom burke does with no mm-hmm. argument because i think he is very good at what he does yeah same with like i like there's a few actors that i just honestly will watch mm. practically anything yeah. they pop it up in there's that new film coming out with joe quinn in it i will probably watch mm-hmm. it because i think he's a very good actor i also think he's exceptionally cute but that's by the by i have no idea what the movie is about 
what little yeah. I've seen of it, it doesn't seem like a film that I would generally watch. But I'll go watch it because I know he's good at acting yeah. and it will probably be quite good to watch him do his job. Yeah. Well, I think, like, in answer to the question, like, at the time of the golden era of Hollywood, like, the 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 stars were bigger than the films. I think, mm. like, and I, I, like, I think a lot of people make the argument nowadays that Tom Cruise is the last, like, golden era actor. Like, he's the last person alive, really, that you can put in a film... And people will go and see it. Or people will just avoid it because yeah. it's Tom Cruise. Yeah. yeah. But like he's he's what they class as like the last bankable star. Um, thing is though, is I don't think that's true. I do think there is a separation sometimes of there are now films like you will go to do because it's the IP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's always happened. Hmm. Like there's always been films that have come out where people are like, oh, well, I'll go watch that because I really enjoyed the book it was based on yeah. or like the play that it was mm-hmm. originally based on. So it's always happened. Mm-hmm. But I don't agree that people don't see films because of who's in it anymore. Oh, no, I'm not you saying look at, that like, the like, huge across fan the board, but I'm just saying... Some like, actors have. Yeah. Like, you, you look at, like... Who's a good example who's not Tom Cruise? Benedict Cumberbatch, mm-hmm. Tom Hiddleston, a, a lot of people who appear yeah. in Marvel movies. Like, I know people who went to go see Coriolanus in the cinema when it got released, mm. which is a Shakespeare play. It's a very dense Shakespeare play. I went to go see it at the theatre, partially in this cinema, partially because I'm a huge Shakespeare fan, partially because I really like Tom Hiddleston. Mm-hmm. I had to really think through the Toms and I was like, fuck, what name am I trying to come up with? But I know a lot of people who despise Shakespeare, have never read Shakespeare, mm-hmm. had no idea what the fuck Coriolanus was, who went to go see it purely because Tom Hiddleston was in it. Mm. Same with High Rise. The amount of people I know who had no context at all for what the fuck High Rise was, who went to go see it purely because Tom Hiddleston was in it. Yeah. So I don't think it's true that we don't do that anymore. I do think there's still plenty of bankable actors. You put Tom Hiddleston in a film, people are going to go watch that movie. Mm. But I do think people have become far less precious about stuff. There's like now though, people will go see a film because a director made it. Like you'll go see basically anything fucking what's his face makes david fincher david fincher or the guy who made midsummer and that. oh ariaster because you really like ariaster i i don't follow directors so it makes no difference to me but like that's become a thing now of people because we know more information and we're more like film has become more easily accessible to people people can have a favorite director i'll go see that because yeah fucking tarantino made it i mean choices but sure so I don't think that's it, but I do feel like there's this rom- romanticisation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll go, that's not the word, but that's the word we're going with. Of like the golden era of Hollywood that I just do not understand. Yeah. And because I, it was not a good place to be. A really good film to watch if you want to kind of look yeah. at the expl- I know what film you're going to say. And what? Is it the one with fucking... What off her face? With this, it's got Margot and... Babylon. Yeah, yeah. I Babylon's what it's called. Babylon's a fucking great film. Looked, I've I've seen enough <clears throat> of it to know that it looked fucking boring. Uh, because it talks about all that weird stuff, but like, oh, yeah, yeah, like Hollywood back in the day. Like, I mean, Elvis, I guess, would be a prime example of this. Like, sixty percent of Elvis's movies are garbage. Oh yeah, but people saw them because Elvis was in them. But that was because it was Elvis. Yeah, do you know? What I mean, there, there was there was definitely the actors. Like when you talk about. Some of, some of them, none of them are in the Universal Monster movies. Mm. We've gone wildly off topic. But, like, there are certain, like, even now, 
there are certain actors from that era don't ask me any of their names because yeah. i won't fucking remember them but like people will be like oh yeah yeah, it was him. Yeah, you look like at the like the man who did the dancing, dancing. And yeah, the you look at the like Fred Astaire, Clark Gable, Frank Sinatra. Like you look at your Julie Andrews, your uh, fuck, what's her name? Slightly later on, but like Marlon Brando, yeah, Catherine Hepburn, James Dean. Fuck, why am I not remembering a name? The the woman who plays Dorothy in Wizard of Oz. Why am I blanking on a name? Judy I know, Garland. I know. I was like, I was like, now um, I'm blanking. Uh, yeah, Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, and like so. I think back then, the film Marilyn stars Monroe. yeah, were really what... But, like, getting back to, like, the original point of what we were talking about, like, the, the great thing about these movies is, this movie is preposterous. Oh, it's fucking dumb But, shit. like, this movie is fucking ludicrous. This movie is about a bunch of scientists going into, going into the Amazon because they found a hand, like a mummified... Oh, it's not mummified, but, like, a... A, a, skele- a skeletal hand... And they're like, oh, we're going to find it and then we're going to do research. But you would think that, like, everybody in this movie was, like, gunning for an Oscar. When really, they're going to go and wrestle a man in a fish suit in the water. And it's like... But I love how, like, seriously everybody takes everything. Like, you've got these, like, giant barrel-chested lads with, like, perfect hair. And a little high-waisted like, short shorts on. High-waisted shorts, giving it all the... I'm going to capture him because I'm a man and that's what we do. Ba 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 ba. And it's just like fucking peacocking for this woman on a boat. They're a man doing man things. But is it's so ridiculous because there's not even like a hint of irony or like a hint of like you know these dudes are like you would think these dudes have just been handed the greatest script of their life. They are like acting as if their lives depended on it. Oh yeah, it's and definitely. it's like they're really putting the work in. It's just there's something like I wanna like I wanna be facetious about it and say there is almost something comical about people taking this material seriously. Mm. But at the same time, like that was the craft. Like you know what I mean? Like they they were there to do a job. Thing is though, it's like the thing is is they are all taking this very seriously. They're all working their butts off. The only problem is none of them are particularly good actors. Mm-hmm. So it just comes across very ridiculous. Like, for the era this film was made, they are all very good at what they're doing. Obviously, acting has come a long fucking yeah. way since then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, back then, really good at what they were doing. Now, really fucking funny. Because mm-hmm. they're all very serious when really it should be something you're taking slightly tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. And it is odd uh, watching them take something like this. Because, you know, for what if this movie got made now... It would still be, like, done as, like, a... It'd be, like, for anyone, for, like, fanfiction way of putting it. It'd be crack-treated seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, like... I feel like... You're missing that tongue-in-cheek part yeah. where you're, like, this is fucking ridiculous. I feel like if they made this movie now, there's only two, there's only two ways they would make this movie. Straight-up comedy. They would, make, they would make it, like, really, really brutal and really just, like, gory and, like, Gilman's, like, just fucking stabbing dudes' eyes out. Yeah. Or they would do it like, um, kind of like Cannibal Holocaust, kind of like uh, the Green Inferno. But they would be like, oh yeah, like a bunch of like TikTok guys or like Christian South, like uh, what's the the people that went over and got fucked up in that jungle a couple of years ago? Oh, uh, the, the missionaries. Christ- yeah, it would be like that, but it would be found footage. It would be like, oh, we're here to document this like 
creature in his natural habitat and you'd have like fucking kids trying to take selfie with the gill man and then they would just like poke their fucking eyes out that is the two ways they would do this movie. yeah or it would be a straight up comedy movie yeah 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 but like i feel like that second version would be like more like a comedy um although i would quite i quite like the idea of tiktok kids going into the jungle and getting fucked up by gill man just because i don't like tiktok kids but um yeah so look what did you what did you actually think of this movie like let's kind of bring oh it back oh my god a little this bit. movie is fucking ridiculous it's so dumb but it's good though right but don't put words in my mouth <laughs> but it is enjoyable like there is something about it that makes you go yeah all right actually this is this is quite fun i'm like i'm not having a bad time watching it and i think part of it is the fact that it is just a bunch of dudes in fucking short shorts be like, look at me, I'm a man doing man shit. And then there's just this one woman who's like a fucking southern belle for some reason. I'm assuming she's supposed to be a southern belle. That's kind of the yeah. accent she's giving. And, and she's having sex with the one self-righteous dude. And the other dude definitely wants to have I sex definitely with her. I definitely want to bone her. And then so does Gilman. Yeah. Like, everyone wants to fuck. This is a super okay. low-key, horny movie. Like... Super horny. Also, there is a sequence in this movie where the two men... Doctor and Doctor, old fucking barrel chest boy number one and barrel chest boy number two. Mark and David. I've got their shirt, both got their shirts off in their little tiny short shorts and they are fucking fighting. But it looks like there literally is a scene where it's Mark comes like, he he punches, gets punched in the face. David's all like, I'm going to go fucking kill this girl man or the other way around, one of of the other, I don't really know. Both of them are idiots. And he comes up behind you and basically like wrestling grapples him. Both of them bare-chested in the shortest shorts fucking like imaginable. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you are literally three seconds away from this being just straight up homoerotic porn. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's delightful. Because nobody, back then that's what men did. They took their shirts off and wrestled each other. And now it's like, hashtag no homo. And I'm like, there's a little bit of homo. It is quite funny. There's a little bit of homo going on there, guys. And that's fine. Yeah, and like, I feel that's why they're both so aggressively horny over Kay is because neither of them want to admit their feelings for each other. And like when they're just like out on the lake together on the on, on their the little <laughs> boat, <laughs> they're recreating the fucking kiss the see from fucking Little Mermaid. Sha la 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 la! la. Don't stop now! Don't you know we gotta poison the lagoon? Wow, wow. Yeah, that's a ridiculous plot point in this movie. They try and flush it out with, like, fish poison. I love the fact that they're like, oh, yeah, let's poison this lagoon, which is definitely not a natural habitat for, like, thousands of species, plus safe drinking water for all of the animals and humans who live in the Amazon. It's No? It's the matey from the local area who's like, I'll put this in the water, and then the fish are, like, paralysed, and then they float to the top, and then he, like, that's how he catches them, because he's fucking sneaky and lazy so they're like oh we could definitely use this on Gilman and I'm like no 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 bro like you can't see my hands but I'm like this is like the le- the surface of the water the fish are like here Gilman's like all the way down here having a wank on the fucking seabed like he's in his little cave he's made a little house for himself in his cave I also don't know if Gilman in this movie is meant to be like pervy or curious because there's a bunch of shots in this Both. where he's just like looking at Kay through the weeds or the reeds sorry and he's like he's trying to grab at her and I'm like I don't know if he's just curious he's like trying to grab her because he's curious or he's like 
he just wants to clap those cheeks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just well, really there's like... The, there's a sequence where he's basically copying her swimming under the water, yeah. isn't he, back and forth. Yeah. So I think a lot of it is just curiosity mm. of, like, what is this? Because he's seen men before. We can assume, maybe he'd never seen a woman before. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what's this? It looks like a man, but it has curves. Because... Less barrel, more hourglass. I like I like the idea of them being like so the like they basically give us the Big Bang theory. They're like the whole universe started and then the rains came and then like Africa. and then like Gilman appeared. He was like they make out like he's this primordial creature that like Yeah, he's like the first um Like the missing link, I guess. The missing almost. link between sea and sea and yeah. human, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um which is kind of interesting. Like it's interesting that that's how the movie starts with like a little science lesson. Um, you notice that they use the same shot twice in this movie, which I thought was really funny when you pointed that out. They they use there's like a shot of his hand, his hand coming out and like pulling and back they, into the water, and they reuse this shot. I'm like, well, because you know, I've just done that slightly differently to like got another shot, dude. It's like, yeah, yeah. I I'm also kind of curious on like the genetic evolution of Gilman because mm-hmm. I like he's a he's an aquatic creature, but he can obviously survive on land for like prolonged periods of time uh-huh. and like without struggling either because like he he walks around quite freely he murks two dudes in a tent yeah it doesn't really work for me because there's literally sections as well where he's out of the water walking about and his little gills are flapping and i'm like yeah. but they wouldn't be because you wouldn't need that would be toxic for your yeah. gills because they, they they convert yeah water into oxygen for you so your gills would be working mm-hmm. This is why it's why a lot of that's why fish can't survive on land because yeah. they take in the oxygen through their gills, but they do it through the water, and obviously suffocate with no. Yeah, that's the kind of weird thing about this movie is because obviously, like I think that's they what... do try to address it, don't they? I think that's why they put in like the primordial bit at the beginning. And no, they like... put in the bit as well when they're in the lab and he's talking about the fish they found that could mm. breathe on land. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Yeah. But they do do a do what's really annoying is obviously in this we're supposed to root for the humans. No, no, no. Like what? But you know, like yeah, you yeah. know full well they made this with the you root for the humans because yeah, 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 the creature creatures died. the villain. Yeah. Uh, I do not root for the humans. I root for Kay. Kay seems relatively nice. <coughs> yeah. Overall, uh, I think she would have been better off just staying with Gilman personally because. David, Mark, whatever. They're the same dude with different colour hair, okay? Yeah. Exact same man, different hair colour. Um, both douchebags, really. She would have been better off just chilling with Gilman. I feel like that would have been a better life choice for her. Yeah. It'd be like very, like, kind of George of the Jungle Tarzan style. Could have, could have done a reverse Little Mermaid. Reverse Little Mermaid. Been yeah. fine. Like, not even in, like, a relationship way. Just be like, this is my roommate, Gilman. We live together. Like, I have... Totally I do, platonic. I do have a question, and it relates to something... That I, I guess it relates to a film that I'm going to bring up later as well. Is if they did have a relationship, uh, and they did have sexual relations, mm-hmm. like, how, what what physiology would, like, the children be? Because, like, because no fish, fish lay eggs, right? Fish do lay eggs. But then he's not really a fish. He's kind of like he more not. lizardy. He's a humanoid. Yeah, he's kind of more like a li- like, like a lizardy type, type situation. Yeah, well, maybe more like a crocodile-y, crocodile-y yeah. 
They also lay eggs, though. Yeah, crocodiles lay eggs, gators lay eggs, axolotls lay eggs. Or do lizards lay live? Yeah, I can't remember. I think I think some species of eggs, some species of lizards lay eggs. Well, no, because they're either mammals or not, babe. So well, then they do lay eggs. Um, because snakes, yeah, because snakes lay eggs as well. Yes, yeah, snakes. Um. So I don't know, maybe... But the, the woman lies the egg and then the male fertilises it, so I suppose... Is it like a pool, like seahorses? No. Because males... The males carry the eggs yeah, seahorses, No, right? they, they carry the live babies. Oh, okay. Seahorses give birth to live young. The oh. men carry the babies, okay. which is delightful. Um, no, so like the females lay the eggs and then the males... Mm. Because I mean, my question would be like, I guess it's kind of like because because it's, it's crossbreeding, like she, I guess if she fell pregnant, she would fall pregnant like the way that a human woman would. But yeah. then like the makeup of the babies would have like gill man DNA and woman DNA, so they wouldn't incubate the same way that a human baby would. Well, I don't know. Especially if it, they're like I'm an not a geneticist. <coughs> I don't, know why I don't know why I'm fixing this so much. Please direct your questions to, to Guillermo del Toro. Or Guillermo del Toro. I'm sure he probably does have an answer to that. Or if not, a geneticist of some the, description. The famous... A biologist. The famous monster fucker, GDT. Um, literally anybody who passed science is probably a good first step. Because I did not... I got C's in science, um, my love. I I have to ask you a question though. Like this is like one of the last movies to like come out on the classic Universal Monsters run. Um, you're you're a person in 1954. Yeah. You go to the cinema to see this. Yeah. Saturday night at the movies. Who cares what picture you see? Mm-hmm. Hugging and kissing in the background of the movies. Uh, is this movie scary in 1954? Ooh, yes. I feel like yes. In 1954, this was probably scary. Because this movie's like six years before Psycho. This right? feels much like the kind of film if it was the 1950s me and i was i was probably dating a greaser in the 50s let's be honest hey. I, uh and we're in the back row and i'm doing the whole like hiding my face and he tries to touch you and then you leave him stranded at the, the drive-in yeah and he's branded a, a fool, fool. <laughs> what would they say babe monday at school whoa whoa <laughs> um but do you know what I mean? Like, it does seem like the kind of film you take your gal to. You do the whole yawn, popcorn yeah. in your lap, hand on the tit. You start wishing you're a fish man. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, genuinely, though... like would... No, I genuinely, I do feel like in the 50s... I, like, I wasn't making a joke, I was yeah. being quite serious. I do feel like this was quite scary. But I do feel like all the Universal Monsters films were quite scary for mm-hmm. when they were released. Yeah. Like, now we're all like, yeah, look at it, it's so silly. But, like, back then, I'm sure... Yeah. I like... It's, like it was really early and like it was early days for horror as well like horror hadn't really yeah it was still a lot of like b movies and things like mm. that like i think also the fact that a lot of them are in black and white as well mm. like i can't like i know what gilman looks like because i've seen colorized pictures of gilman like the postcard that comes with the set that i've got is colorized so i know what he looks like colorized but like i can't imagine what a color version of this film looks like no. And it'll be the same, like, when we watch the rest of the movies for this month. It's like, I can't imagine what colour... Like, I'm sure there are colourised versions. But, like, I think there's something about a film being in black and white that instantly makes it more scary. Well, I maybe. don't know why. Um, I don't know. It's an interesting call, though. But, yeah, I think there's some really... I think I think there's some really good stuff in this movie. Like, 
I guess we should probably talk about Gilman himself. Yes. Like, what do you think of my boy Henry Gilman? I like Gilman. Yeah. I think overall he's just a dude trying to live his life and this bunch of fuckers show up. Yeah. And just ruin his day, really. Well, this is the thing, like... He's just, like, perfectly happy, swimming around in his little lagoon, hanging out with his fish friends. He probably had, like, a solid, like, card game going with some of the crocodiles, you know what I mean? Like, he had, like, a good life going. This bunch of out-of-towners show up. Fuck, fuck. Every horror movie in which some, like, dude is just going about his life, all right, he might be a killer, but he's just going about his life and a bunch of fucking people show up from out-of-town ruin his day and kill him. Mm. That is this movie. And I feel yeah. so bad for Paul Gilman. Like, but this just... is the thing though, isn't it? This is like, when we say about horror movies having like a political or social like element to them. I'm like, yeah, this is like, the this is a classic case of like, don't go into something's territory and like, fuck with it. Like, Yeah. Dude you know. is just living his best life, just having his best time. These people pop up, ruin his day, stop, not just kill him, kill all of his fishy mates as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we say his mates. He could be. He could have been eating them. Could have been like. Oh, I'm assuming there. they're friends. I'm assuming it is very much like fish a fish. Friends, not food. Fish, friends, not food. Sit you. He's just hanging out. He's like, <laughs> this is my bro. And the thing is, as well, like they try to paint Gilman like a villain, but he only kills people that like invade his turf. Oh yeah. Like he's just be, he's just territorial. Like he just he doesn't want people like people encroaching on his area. Yeah. Which I totally get. I'm a hundred percent bored with. He just does not want people up in his shit. Which, in all honesty. Kind of get. I, I think Gilman still looks cool. Like, I love the design of him. There's an amazing picture that I found during lockdown, and I was going to use it as my avatar on Teams meetings, and it's him in a suit. I love it. like dashing Gilman. I love um, that. Big fan, big uh, fan. I love the fact that they made him the uncle in the monsters. He's Uncle Gilbert in the monsters. Oh, <laughs> I love In the that. monsters. That's so hilarious. I think just fucking quality. Because he's in the Rob Zombie version. Uh, of the monsters, they brought him back, which I thought was really fucking cool. Um, yeah, I think like much like all of the characters that we're going to talk about, he's instantly iconic. Um, I think the practical suit work is really good as well. Like, I think the fact that they managed to get a suit that looks that good, and they get like a dude who has like bizarrely enough, I think I think they use they must use two suits in this, right? Because in the water, he has a lot more freedom. Like, he's moving his neck around, he's, like, moving his uh, body yeah, around. Yeah, I feel like they've got, like, a wet suit and a And then they've just stuck suit. the head on it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I do feel like they've got, like, a wet suit and a dry suit. And yeah. And, yeah, the dry, dry suit, suit is not great. Because dude cannot even turn his head. Like, there's there's this sequence where he's, like, carrying her through the cave. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And he's, like, walking sideways and he's staring at the other side of the cave and he's just, like, shuffling himself. <laughs> yeah it's quite it's quite funny but like i think oh, i think so the fucking cool. practical suit looks mint the practical suit does look really cool yeah um are you surprised that this hasn't been remade we haven't had a modern version of yes it. i am okay consistently i just feel like it is very much something that would have happened i feel like given half the chance do you know how many directors have tried to remake this movie i do not john carpenter john okay. landis Okay. Gary Ross. Play Gary Guy Ross. Uh, the guy he's the guy who made Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Um, they offered it to Peter Jackson, who turned it down to do King Kong. Okay. Um, and then GDT tried to do it, and then but then GDT's pitch. GDT did, did do it. Technically. Yeah. But he used his idea of what he was going to do with his remake to then do his, like the Shape of Water. 
Because his version was like, what would happen if the actual creature and the woman actually got together? And then it kind of gave us that idea of like, what if him and Kay stayed together kind of thing. Mate, GGT is such a monster fucker. I'm looking forward to his fucking take on Frankenstein. Oh, with fucking Mia Goth. Andrew Garfield and fucking Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Not to mention as well, you've got Oscar Isaac and Andrew Garfield in it, who are two of the the most down to fuck other men, straight men yeah. in existence. And Mia Goff's just like, hello, I look like a haunted doll. I'm going to be in this Frankenstein movie. Oopsies. I'm just looking forward to the sheer amount of chaos of a press tour of having Oscar will flirt with any man within fucking a six foot vicinity and Isaacs and Andrew. No, I'm definitely straight, Garfield. Have you seen Shape of Water, by the way? No, I have not. It's a weird movie. Uh, and Paddington's wi- mum tries, uh, fucks her fish, that's all Mate, I know about Paddington's mum has a wank in the bath. Love it. And I'm like, that's like literally within like the first 20 minutes of I the movie. I love that for her. And I'm like... A big fan of that for her. I'm like, now she's, now she's banned from all chip shops for trying to stick a battered cod up a minge. Because once you go fish, you never go back. <laughs> <laughs> that went down the wrong hole, then, didn't it, love? No, that like my drink went down fine, but my brain gave me the mental image. I just needed a second <laughs> to like pass that out of yeah. my system. Thank you for that. But yeah, I can't believe like legendary directors like Landis, Ivan Reitman tried to do this. Dude who made Ghostbusters. Like I cannot believe how many fucking directors. I think honestly though, out of the directors that pitched this, Peter Jackson's Creature of the Black Lagoon would have been fucking mint. Um, and I think also Del, Del Toro's because I caught I I've seen Shape of Water. I've, well, I haven't seen all of it, but I've seen bits and pieces of it. I've seen Shape of Water. Well, I've seen some of Shape of Water. Yeah. Well, I've seen the trailer. Yeah, I've seen bits and pieces of it, and I was like, from what I saw of it, I quite enjoyed it. Um, I need to actually sit down and watch it, but I am genuinely shocked that this hasn't been remade because they announced a remake in like 2012 that was going to have Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans in it. And then it never fucking went anywhere. My only fear is they would remake this now and he would be CGI. Probably. But I would be fu- like, I would be fine if he was CGI if they got Doug Jones to do it because he did Abe Sapien and he's the creature in Shape of Water. And both of those are CGI creations, but they both look incredible because of his performances. So they would, depending on obviously what they wanted to do with the character, I would be fine if the character was CGI, as long as they got someone like Andy Serkis or Doug Jones who could like actually embody the character in a physical space. Um, but they they were going to do him in the Dark Universe. If anybody remembers the Dark Times of like 2017 when they were trying to relaunch the Universal Monsters as like With an Tom Avengers, <laughs> like as an Avengers crew, because. Yeah. Y- if you, I feel like they were planning on doing it as like as like a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen yeah, yeah, yeah. style. Because they had Prodigium, I think, is the group that's run by Jekyll and Hyde, and yeah. he's got that big fucking like hideout, hasn't he? Um, and then you see a creature hand in the jar on the side, and like Tom Cruise's character kind of looks at it and puts it down, and that was as close as they got because they'd obviously cast everybody else. I think they they got like. Sophia Batella is the mummy. Like, Tom Cruise's character was, like, not a real character, but he was kind of, like, Van Helsing, I guess. Um, And then they had Russell Crowe as Jekyll and Hyde. Mm -hmm. Javier Bardem was going to be Frankenstein's monster. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Angelina Jolie was going to be the Bride of Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. I think Johnny Depp was going to be the Invisible Man. And they'd, Great casting. And they'd made a reference to Gilman, but they hadn't kind of figured out Creature of the Black Lagoon at that point. But he was obviously going to be involved, or it was going to be part of the story because of obviously the hand in the jar and stuff. Um, I and like that to me kind of seems like it would have been a bit whack like having him kind of like because you kind of imagine like I nearly said he would be that Hulk but I don't think he would that would be like Jekyll and Hyde clearly like I don't really understand like what kind of place Gilman would have in that sort of universe um I do like him in Monster Squad though (laughs) I think I think Gilman in Monster Squad is fucking brilliant um I I just think like for me like launching relaunching the universe of monsters as like some kind of like avengers shared universe thing it was like one of the stupidest ideas in the world like you can make reference to all these characters living in the same universe but like you don't have to go that hard with it because these characters don't all necessarily belong together like you know what i mean like it doesn't make any sense for them to be interacting with each other um but yeah like what are your to close this off, um, if they were to remake it, what what would you like want to see from a remake? Would you want it to be like more horror? Would you want it to be more, more action adventure, like Jungle Cruise type of situation? I would not like them to remake this. I'd like them to leave it the fuck alone. Okay. But hypothetically, if they remade it, what direction would you I'd, want to see? Do you know what I think? I'd, I think it'd be quite a cool like action adventure style movie. A la Jungle Cruise. I do mm. think that would work really well for the film. I know it technically is a horror movie, but I think overall, because of the setting for it, something similar to Jungle Cruise would work yeah. quite well. Um, but yeah, I think you are right. If they were to do it, though, you'd want someone like Doug Jones or Andy Serkis to play mm-hmm. the creature. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there, because that's the reason why the relaunch of The Mummy is so successful is because they did it in like a fucking Indiana Jones kind of way. Mm-hmm. And it works because it's like this swashbuckling adventure. And I think if you took the the kind of what they did with Jungle Cruise with The Rock and even those Jumanji movies that The Rock did. Those are. And like a Pirates of the Caribbean type sort of situation those where it's like fun. a crew of people on a boat and they're going into the jungle to look... Which is basically what this film yeah, is. Yeah, but like they did it on a bigger scale. Yeah, and like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because for all intents and purposes, it is a horror movie, but it's only because it has a creature in it. Like, that's the only element of it that makes this a horror movie, oh, yeah. like, technically. Um, it's very light on horror. He only kills, like, three people. Or two people. Four. They, yeah, he, get, oh, hang on, yeah, he kills the two dudes in the two tent. Two dudes in the tent. He, he pulls the... the one dude overboard. Yeah. He kills Mark slash David. I yeah. don't know which one that one is. He also attacks the other younger, yeah. maybe handsome, I can't remember. And then they like put like 25 bullets at him. Yeah, and he just limps into the lagoon and dies. Even though they made two sequels called Return of the Creature and The Creature Walks Among Us. Um... But yeah, I I think this movie, for its time, holds up really, really fucking well. Mm. But what are your final thoughts and your score on The Creature from the Black Lagoon? Overall, it's quite a fun film. I I feel like I probably quite am probably been a bit harsh on this just because of the era in which it was made like it's mm-hmm. not going to stand up to a modern viewing very well i don't think i think this might be a running theme this month i think it could in fact be although i'm very excited for two of them in particular yes um but overall it's actually a really good film it's enjoyable it's a bit silly it takes itself a little bit too seriously for my <laughs> taste yes. uh overall i'd give it like a solid 
three. Yeah. Seems like a reasonable rating. Yeah. See, I I really like this movie, but then like anybody that knows me knows how much I fucking love Gilman. Like I just think he's a sick character. Um I do remember, do you remember that when I nearly bought that half bust of Gilman. Oh yeah, shit, you were gonna put it up here, weren't yeah. you? Yeah. And then the shop didn't have it in stock anymore. Yeah. That's sad. Um yeah, Gilman um, is one of your favourite. Gilman is my boy. You do love him. That's um, true. And I do think this movie holds up incredibly well. I think you know the Gilman practical effects look great. I think the the pacing's really good. Like the thing I love about these old Universal monster movies is like they're an hour and ten minutes long. Like you can get in and get out really really quickly, and you can get everything that you need from them. Um, yeah, I think the reason why these characters are iconic is because like they do stand the test of time. And yeah, it is a bit weird watching a movie from the 50s now because it is very much indicative of the time it was made. But yeah, I think this movie holds up incredibly well. Um, I'm very excited for the rest of this month. Speaking of, uh, next week we are going to be covering I Am The Invisible Man. You are indeed. We're going to be doing The Invisible Man, the original uh, one based on the novel by H.G. Wells. Um, which I am very fucking excited about because I also love The Invisible Man. Um, So we will be back next week taking a look at The Invisible Man. But before we get to that, on Friday, we will be doing a 5x5 on our top five modern horror directors. And there is absolutely no way this episode is going to be controversial. And I actually can't remember if it is or not because we recorded it eight months ago. (laughs) Um, I honestly cannot tell you who anybody is on my list. Yeah, I we don't know. It we, might be super controversial if it is. I'm sorry. Actually, no, I'm not even sorry. Fuck you. Yeah, we recorded that. We recorded all of our five by fives for the year, except for next month's one, back in fucking February. So, uh, I think I have listened to the episode recently, but I can't remember who said what. Uh, there was one of yours that was absolutely wiggity wiggity whack, um, and I've I not got a clue. And it's really funny, but um, you guys will find out more on Friday. So yeah, stay tuned. Okay. Friday, top five by our uh, five by five top five modern directors, horror directors. Next week we'll be back with the Invisible Man, and just to give you the rundown, uh, on the sixteenth of October we're going to be covering James Whale's uh, adaptation of Frankenstein. On the 20th of October, for the Crossing the Stream of this month, we will be covering Beyond the Gates. On the 23rd of October, we will be covering The Phantom of the Opera is here. Not that version, though. No, not that version. I think... No, 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 not... The the one... The really old one. Yeah, the... Ni- keep the... going back. No, no, further than that. Further than that. <laughs> the, the one that from one. 1925. That's not the one from 1943. <laughs> There's not the Andrew Lloyd Webber one. There's not the Joel Schumacher one. There's not the other one. And That's it's not, not the... the sequel to the one <laughs> yeah. that they did. That... And it's not the it's yeah. not the one with Robert England in it. And it's not the Nightwish song. Uh, and then to round out the month on the eve of Halloween, on Devil's Night, the thirtieth of October, we will be covering the Wolfman. Not that one. The original one. Yeah, but not the other one. Not the other one. But also not the guy from Nightmare Before Christmas. No. But also not the guy from. I wish it was the guy from Night Before Christmas. I do like Wolfman in Night Yeah, he he's, so he's dressed like the Wolfman, yeah, like no, Lon Chaney's Wolfman. Yeah, no, no, he is. Um, but my favorite, as we discussed in our Werewolves episode last month, 
One of my favourites is Wayne from uh, yeah. Hotel Transylvania. But if you're all lucky as well, as by the time the 23rd of October rolls around, I may have reread Phantom of the Opera because I haven't read it in a very long time. Yeah. So we might even have some book information to go off of, guys. Uh, also, that will be fresh in my brain. But also, I make no guarantees because I have many books to read. Just, just to <laughs> preface this up front, because I know people are going to ask, there is not going to be a Sort X review. We are not reviewing The Exorcist Believer. We are not reviewing Totally killer or whatever the fuck that movie's called that's coming to netflix oh yeah i forgot i keep forgetting uh, about that. but we may be covering vhs 85 maybe maybe just maybe. because brock daddy's directed a segment of it but yeah um just because i know people are going to ask us about the exorcism stuff when when like in all honesty i don't even think i'm going to bother to watch the new exorcism movie no the so. thing is it's not, it's not interesting enough for me to lot to actually want to go see it and also there's no one hot enough in it to encourage me to go watch Mate, it mate there's a little in that movie you wash your fucking mouth out uh, he doesn't do it for me you fucking suck sorry he's the coolest man in hamilton that is so not true david diggs is right there mate david diggs is off playing a racist crab for disney that's all I'm saying. Uh, it pains me to say that, but here we are. Anyway, come find us on social media as always. S-I-M-A-H-F pod on Twitter. Fuck you, Elon Musk. I'm never going to call it X. Uh, we're also on So Married or a Fan, all lowercase, all one word on Tumblr and Instagram. <laughs> Did you see it's called Zeeting now? <laughs> you don't tweet anymore, you Zeet. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Um, as always, I've been Simon. The hyena next to me is Lee. <laughs> Um, we'll see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Bye. Fuck you,